Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. We've held over Taylor Gast. Taylor is with Foster Swift, Collins & Smith, a premier law firm with offices all over the state of Michigan. And affiliations, by the way, internationally. I do a lot of business with them through those affiliations. But one of the things we want to talk about here, you gave us great information on the uh, loans that are coming up through SBA and those how they turn to grants and how you get them when they're available. Let's talk a little bit about the legalities in this time that relate to cybersecurity. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as we all know now, the the concept of working from home is a, is a pretty well-used and well-known all of a sudden uh, concept. It's, it's something that employees everywhere are being essentially required to do. And it's a good thing, you know, it's, it's helpful that we have, you know, shifted and, and kind of been able to be agile and, and have that available. But one thing to keep in mind that uh, a lot of employers may not have initially thought about as we made this quick shift is that there are very significant risks associated with, you know, working from home, working remotely, and sort of remote access through, you know, and into uh, work systems. And even before, you know, the coronavirus and, and all of this began, you know, becoming an issue, you know, working from home and, and remote access was one of the biggest risks, you know, to begin with as it relates to cybersecurity for businesses and was is one of the most common vectors by which we see cyber criminals getting into, you know, employers' systems. So, you know, one piece that's just really important to keep in mind is if we, if a business, you know, set up, you know, a remote access system hastily. I mean, that's, you know, entirely understandable at this point because we all had to act quickly. It might be a good idea to just kind of go back and and have a conversation about, you know, what were the access settings and and how did we set this up? And, and, you know, are we implementing, you know, appropriate systems to ensure that, you know, we we don't have a data breach essentially. And so that's, that's one big piece to keep in mind. We're also, you know, pretty frequently, you know, talking with, with our clients about, you know, just, you know, the risks in general here. And, you know, one of the good ways to be prepared, you know, if, you know, this becomes a larger issue is, you know, do we have an an incident response plan and do we have a remote access policy? And, you know, the the policy would essentially sort of lay out how, you know, employees can, you know, what employees can and can't do, what are the best practices, what are the rules in terms of, you know, passwords and, and, you know, can you save something onto your personal laptop if you're using, you know, remote access software? And if something happens, Happens, what do we do? You know, who do we call? Do we call, you know, law enforcement first? Do we call an attorney? Do we call our outside IT vendor if we have one? And, you know, what steps are we going to need to take if there is a, you know, a suspected data breach? And having that piece of paper that just says exactly, you know, its steps, here's what we need to do, can be just a huge aid if something happens and there's a suspected data breach because uh, things move very quickly when there's a problem like that that we need to invest. Well, it's amazing what uh, what ramifications there are. And when you think about it, people go home and if they don't take the uh, computer from their office with them, they they may not have the firewalls required uh, to go in that direction. We do use an outside vendor, a company called ASK, who we would obviously recommend. But um, that seems to be one of the better ways to go. Right. 
Yep, and uh, you know, as it relates to using outside, you know, vendors, they do, you know, a great job. You know, we have experience with uh, with all sorts, including ASK, and and in general, you know, everybody does a really great job. It's and it's good to uh, kind of have them looped into this this discussion absolutely from the beginning. Uh, you know, whether it relates to those those policies and procedures and how we're setting things up. Or, you know, how it relates to, you know, the uh, sort of incident remediation that we that we were just talking about and, and sort of the response plan if something does happen. Because more often than not, you need somebody to come in and take a look and review exactly what happened on a technical level. And, you know, as an attorney, I can advise on do we need to provide notification to affected individuals if their information has been accessed but I would usually lean on, you know, a technology provider uh, to help us understand, for instance, whether that actually happened on a technical level. Um, so it's really good to have a team approach uh, when it comes to these these kinds of questions. We need, you know, leadership in the company. We need, uh, you know, somebody who's clued in with kind of the technology piece of this. And then, you know, I usually and uh, Foster Swift often in general is stepping in to provide some of the kind of legal guidance on that front. Well, I'll tell you what, you've been uh, more than helpful. Taylor Gast, an attorney with Foster Swift, Collins and Smith with uh, literally offices throughout the state of Michigan. Thanks so much for sharing your expertise. Taylor, we appreciate it. And we're probably going to bother you again in the near future here. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. Thank you. This is Chris Holman. You've been listening to the Michigan Business Beat on the Michigan Business Network. Stay with us. There's a lot ahead. Thank you.